Welcome to See Uncovered, a place where you'll find the stories of proven entrepreneurs. I'm your host, Ashley Henschel. So welcome to CEO Uncovered. I'm so excited to welcome Jim Donnelly. Jim is a CEO of Restore Hyper Wellness and Cryotherapy. Thank you for joining us, Jim. Thank you for having me. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Can you give us some insight on your background and who you are? Yeah, so um, I, mean, I come from a, a pretty, you know, normal upbringing, relatively, you know, lower middle class family military brat and so I always knew that if I was going to do something I'd have to buckle up and roll up my sleeves and and get it done myself Um, and so uh, my dad was a consummate entrepreneur he tried again and again and again never lost his enthusiasm and and I just grew up knowing that I'd be an entrepreneur one day as well Um, so I started my first company when I was in um, grad school when I was 21 um, had a military commitment, so became a military officer for a few years, given they'd paid for my school. Um, came out of the military and wanted to really build my, my pedigree and, and learn some things. So I worked at Coca-Cola, Kraft Food, Citibank, you know, places where you can really internalize the things that are important in business. I started an internet company in 2001, right before 9-11. It was a travel company. So we were forced to be scrappy and make it work. Four years later, we won a Webby Award as the top travel site in the US. And then since then, we sold that to Travelocity. And since then, I've had the ability to kind of take on whatever I wanted. And um, that obviously culminated in Restore. What would you say sparked your interest for business? Um, well, I just was a kid that never had a specific passion that made me want to be an engineer or an architect or something specific like that. Mm-hmm. I like a lot of things. I'm, I'm sort of a jack of all trades, a master of none. And I just love the idea of, of being able to go out and create something that I was passionate about and, you know, create things that were meaningful and, and you know, in, in the you know, you think about restore, literally meaningful in terms of changing society for the better. So for those who don't know what restore is, can you give us some, some background on restore and cryotherapy? Sure. So restore is a place for proactive health and wellness. So the traditional healthcare system in the world is broken. It's a sick care model. People get sick and then medicine tries to fix them. We think that's an incredibly silly approach. So we're on the front end. We want to do all the things to proactively prevent you from getting sick in the first place. And we have a bunch of modalities that fall under this umbrella of what we call hyper wellness. Um, Hyper wellness is our category. Um, Basically, they're modalities that make people feel better right away. They're supported by science and medical studies and that can be democratized, i.e. made affordable for everybody. And the idea is that you get people in this hyper wellness lifestyle and you get them on a positive feedback loop. 
The more you do, the better you feel, the better you feel, the more you do. And that ultimately is what keeps you healthy and, and moving along as well. So craft therapy is um, one of our modalities, one of our 10 modalities. It used to be our only modality, but we've added a bunch of things around it, like IV therapy, hyperbaric oxygen therapy, red light therapy, saunas, you know, a few other things. But the idea is these are part of what helps keep you healthy. By the way, there are other things that we don't sell that we call part of the hyper-wellness lifestyle. Getting good sleep, being part of something meaningful, being part of a community of people you care about, uh, mental health, you know, all these other things as well are important. When did you get started and how did you come about cryotherapy and wanting to start a business with it? I know mm -hmm. I'm, from, so I'm from Chicago and I actually went to a restore with my friend and it was the first time I've ever heard of any of these services and I absolutely love them. So how did you get familiar with them? You know, so interestingly, I was training for a triathlon with my buddy who we ultimately ended up co-founding Restore together. Um, and I was 46 at the time, so six years ago, and I was pretty beat up. I mean, I'm, I'm training for a triathlon in the hill country of Austin and, you know, the hills are hard and, you know, I had hurt. So mm -hmm. a friend of mine happened to run into me when I was particularly sore one day and said, you ought to try crowd therapy. So I'd never heard of it. I went and tried it and it made me feel better right away and I loved it. But I hated everything else about the experience. I thought the retail environment was poor. I thought it was way overpriced. Um, I didn't think it was enough. I felt like it was part of the solution. And so um, I called my buddy Steve and said, hey, man, you got to try this. He finally tried it after some prodding. He had the same experience. And so we decided to open our first place. At that time, it was just cryotherapy. Um, and, and so we opened it, it was a wild success. So then we said, all right, we're on to something. We opened four more stores and kind of tested different versions. And, um, you know, from day one, we knew that we were on to something powerful. And then we started layering in other modalities. At this point, um, we now just say restore hyper wellness. We kept the cryotherapy because it's a good first um, experience and a good hook. But all of our new stores open up and it says restore hyper wellness. It doesn't say crowd therapy anymore. Because crowd therapy is just one of 10 yeah. things we do. How did you scale restore to what it is now? Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I, I've always had a construct that I think is pretty powerful. And, mm -hmm. and, and it basically is, is built around the notion of a lack of options provides amazing clarity. So in the beginning, when you're small, I mean, there are only so many things you can do. You have to do the things you can afford. You have to, you know, make choices that are, that are you know, feasible given where you're at. And so the, the idea was that we would open a store, get some traction, open some more stores, learn, keep iterating. And then at the right time, we put a lot more capital in and start to add the things that we needed to scale. And so now, you know, we have a corporate team of over 150 people. We've raised millions of dollars in capital. Um, we, you know, we, we are the world's largest provider of cryotherapy, IV therapy, hyperbaric therapy, red light therapy, everything that we do. And so that scale now provides lots of different options that we, you know, didn't have available, available to us back then. But, but we open the store um, on average every three days now. So it's, um, it's pretty crazy. And how did you make cryotherapy affordable for the average person? Um, we just decided early on that the dynamic should be the more you do, the better you feel, the better you feel, the more you do. And mm -hmm. so that kind of feeds this notion of 
of volume and repeatability. And so when you kind of multiply that by a bunch of stores, you get scale really quickly. When you get scale, you know, your, your cost of goods is lower. Your nitrogen contracts are lower. You know, you can buy your equipment for less. Everything starts to become part of this virtual cycle of, of, of ability to affect the things that, that go into providing the service. And so now we can do things that our, you know, mom and pop competitors can't do. We can, we can go lower in price than anyone else. And, you know, the idea is let's, let's make less money, but do a lot more of it. And in the end, we'll make more money overall. What are the benefits of restoring cryotherapy physically? Yeah, so I mean, at the end of the day, we're doing things like helping your body boost its its own natural immunity and its own natural defenses. And, and you know, we're, we're, we're really sort of accentuating what your body already is capable of doing. Your body is designed to handle cold stress and heat stress. Those stressors are actually good for your body and they produce all kinds of benefits. Similar to exercising. Exercise is stress. You stress your body, your body responds to that stress and it comes back healthier than before. It's a lot of those kinds of things. I mean, each modality does something slightly different. Cold therapy does one thing. Oxygen therapy does another thing. Red light therapy does another thing. But, but they're all built around the notion of your body um, needs things to perform better, to function better, and we give the body those sort of things. In your opinion, in order to see results, how much or how many times would a person need to use the service? Yeah, it, it, we're, we, we create individualized protocols. It varies. We have some people that have come into a restore location every single day for the past six years. Those tend to be people with chronic conditions like fibromyalgia or rheumatoid arthritis. You know, if you, for first of all, I'd say everyone should come in. These things, even if you don't have an injury or chronic condition, they are good for your overall wellness. But we, we kind of tailor it to what's happening. So if someone's injured, they would come in more frequently. If someone's just had a surgery, they'd come in more frequently. If someone's got a chronic condition like arthritis, they're going to come in more frequently. If someone's just interested in having some energy for the day, you know, they're going to come in that day and, and see how it feels. But, but everybody is a human that is individual. So we individualize the protocols for everybody. And, and, and that's the difference between restore and traditional healthcare. Traditional healthcare is kind of built for the average person, but nobody's the average person. So we try to individualize everything for, for people. I kind of want to shift gears into you and ask you, what would you say would is most is a quality that a CEO has to embody in order to be successful? Um, yeah, I mean, you, you know, the perfect formula for a CEO is to, um, number one, be passionate about something, make sure that something is desirable to other people and make sure you're good at it. If you put those three things together, you've got a really good starting point. Then you got to be good at recognizing talent and surrounding yourself with talent and people that hopefully are more talented than you. Um, and I think that's probably my biggest skill. And my second biggest skill is I'm extremely self-aware. And so when you're self-aware, you know your weaknesses, you know when you need to change course, change direction. Um, and, and I think those two things are important. I mean, there's lots of other things. Be confident, be kind, be pure of heart. 
I mean, I can list a bunch of things, but. What leadership style do you use to help boost your staff and team? Yeah, I have, I have a very decentralized style of leadership. Mm -hmm. I like to present the big picture and, and the broad strokes. And then I want the folks that work for me to kind of take that commander's intent to use a military term and go execute. And, and by the way, do it their way, bring their own unique talent and skills to it and, and not micromanage them. Um, nurture them along the way, um, remove the roadblocks, give them the resources they need, and, and literally just get out of the way. And um, I find that that's a much um, more effective method. It's more fun for everybody. Everyone's more bought in. Um, everyone's more passionate and committed when they feel like they can do it their way. Um, but but you do have to keep people on the same, same track and, and yeah. provide where we're trying to go to. In your opinion, how important is financial literacy in terms of business and personal life? Yeah, I mean, it's the foundation for mm -hmm. everything. If you don't have a strong foundation, at some point, everything's going to crumble on a personal level. You, you know, life's pretty simple, yeah. um, but complex. And so if you follow certain guidelines and do certain things and financial literacy is a part of that, you generally speaking are going to get on a pretty good path and end up in a good place. Yeah. Obviously, there are some arbitrary, unlucky things that happen in life. But once again, financial literacy is a foundation that helps you deal with all mm -hmm. of those arbitrary things. So in, in business, it's the same way. Mm -hmm. You have to understand the metrics. You have to understand the levers you can pull. You have to understand risk, reward, how far you can push it without endangering the company. You got to understand multiple sources of capital. You know, all of this stuff is super important. But, but like I said, it's just life and, and running a business is the same. You can be really good at it um, or really bad at it. And there is a formula for all of it, but it's hard. It's mm -hmm. like, you know, health is another thing. Yeah. Eat well, get some, get enough sleep, you know, blah, blah, blah. But those are hard. I love sugar. I love bad stuff. I like to eat a lot of food. I know that I should eat better. And so I know the formula. So I have the literacy, but it can still be hard sometimes. Thanks for listening to See Uncovered. You can check out more at www.createeveryopportunity.org. Thanks again.